Hey, hey, Monkeys fans. All right, look, I know you guys are like, what's going on? Where's season two? Season two will definitely be the next episode, I promise you. We just had one more thing uh, we figured you'd probably be interested in, or hopefully you'll be interested in. Over at VideoRanch3D.com, which is where you can buy anything Mike Nesmith related, Right now, you can if you buy something for an extra $100, you can have a video meet and greet with the man himself, Mike Nesmith. And he'll personally autograph whatever it is you bought over a Zoom call with him. And uh, that's what I did. And I actually, my, myself and Jeff's sister bought it for him. So he also got to talk to Mike Nesmith. But what you're about to hear is uh, my conversation with Nez himself. Even saying that out loud is mind-blowing. Mike Nesmith and the Monkees were super important to me at that time in my life when stuff that becomes very important to you becomes very important to you and it sticks to you for the rest of your life in most cases. I never, ever, ever thought I would have a conversation with one of the Monkees, ever. Maybe like meet them somewhere, get a quick autograph, maybe a picture. And I have to say, he made it feel... Like, we were friends. Like, I was very nervous at first, very nervous at first, because I was really worried that maybe, you know, don't meet your idols kind of thing. And, like, he might just be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, thanks for that. All right, I'll sign this to you. All right, all right, buckaroo, boop, boop. And then that'd be the end of it. And I'd still be like, that was amazing. But I'd have that, you know, that weird, like, ooh, taste in my mouth. That did not happen with this conversation with Nez. As you will see, he... He made me feel like we were friends for like, I'm sure everyone who talked to him will say the same thing, but he's so laid back and so cool and so Nez that when you're talking to him, you forget you're talking to Mike Nesmith, a member of the Monkees, a band and a person who's been very important to me. So by having this conversation, this face-to-face conversation you know, over Zoom, not face-to-face, but you know, uh, it was amazing. It was amazing. And everybody involved with it, it worked out very well. Another thing I've got to say is we're, we're, we're able to uh, put this on the podcast because uh, Melody and Nez gave us special permission to do it. They said it's not something they usually do, but for whatever reason, Nez uh, agreed to let us put it up here on Podcast Valley Sunday. It's <laughs> unbelievable. The first time we're supposed to talk... Uh, he had to be evacuated because of the California wildfires. So our, our talk got postponed, <laughs> understandably. And uh, the day it actually happened, it was supposed to be at 2.30, but I was the last one of the day. And, I, you know, he's talking to other people, other people. So we started ours at 4.20, which if you listen to this, you'll see why that's an apt time to start our conversation. And I've got nothing but praise for it. If you're a Monkees fan and and have the means, I would definitely suggest talking to Mike. He, he answers questions I had. He goes into stories about Jimi Hendrix, things that only could come from his point of view. And he just was openly chatting with me like we were good buddies. So I, I'll, I'll stop now. We'll get right to the point here. This is my conversation with Michael Nesmith. I hope you dig it because I sure did. Chris, how are you? Hi, how are you doing? Pretty good. Have we met? Uh, no, not yet. This is our this is our first time. I would have remembered because of that astounding, outstanding mustache. Thank you so much. I made sure it was extra, extra perfect for today. It is. My gosh, 
that there were there was a day when I used mustache wax as well. <clears throat> What's our agenda, Chris? What do you want to get out of here with? Yeah, I just really wanted to say to you, like being able to talk to you face to face is honestly something. I ne if I could tell my fourteen year old self this was going to happen, he'd be freaking out right now. Oh, fantastic! <laughs> but, well, hi, fourteen year old Chris. Welcome aboard. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, uh, you've had like, not just like a musical influence on me, like you within the monkeys, within the first national band beyond has really had a, an impact on what, who I became essentially. And just wanted to say thank you for that, for That's good or ill. <laughs> what, what, what was the, do you have a way to put a name around what it was that influenced you, influenced you? And, and yeah. Oh man, it's hard to even say. It was almost like, in between like the last year of like grade eight and then going into high school is when I got into the monkeys and got really into the monkeys. And I was, high school? Thinking, yeah, you are, yeah. One, you are one brave mother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went into, I, I went into grade nine, loving the beastie boys and the monkeys like equally. Wow. <laughs> so that my mixtapes were uh, a total cluster. <laughs> I liked the beastie boys too. I think I may have liked monkeys better, but I didn't, I didn't really listen to either one of them. <laughs> Unless we were playing. When, when, uh, when we played the first concert back in the day when the four of us could not play, well, I mean, you know, look, we all played when we first started off. But, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the great rock lions that were coming out and saying, this is the way you play the music. All you need is love. And I'm like, ah. That's it. It's not, I want to buy me a dog. And <clears throat> so I thought, well, go foraging. See if you can find the uh, Chris Peck hogs of the world out there and, and go say hi and, and see if you can find out where he got that hat. That's a fine <laughs> piece of business. Thank you. I got this hat to get married in. This is my, my wedding hat. Oh. So, so I figured this is another occasion Almost as big as that, so I should How pull the do, hat back out. Do you wear Do you wear it with the brim down ever? Not often. It's pretty much a stuck brim up. Kind of have the cocked yeah, off yeah. to the side because my head's too big. It's a That's a nice piece, my friend. Oh, thank you, thank Good you. Work. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and uh, I also want to say my my cousin Jeff and I. That's who we came up the loving the monkeys together. We actually uh -oh. have a monkeys. We have a monkeys podcast that. Uh -huh. uh, we just are doing uh, the monkeys on tour because you just brought up the first shows. That's the show we're talking about tomorrow, actually. Unbelievable. That's great. Well, you know, those shows are leaking out there. Oh yeah. <clears throat> we just got through finished. We just got finished creating a, uh, a live mix for it. And uh, my, uh, my son Christian did yeah. the uh, Mike and Mickey thing. It's astounding how good it is. It sounds just like we sound when we play. It's you know, overdub free. There's nothing going on with it other than just us four playing music. And that's, uh, that's a, I really think of that as a real artifact of us. You know, if you're a Monkees fan, that's something you really want to have in oh, your yeah. collection. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So if, you, if you're ever looking to hear a podcast about yourself, you can check out Podcast Valley Sunday. That's what it's called. So. Podcast Valley Sunday? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to so, look that up, yeah. Great, yeah, check it out. We're just about done the first season. We break down each episode, oh. and then we uh, pull three random songs out of a green wool hat and put them in an ongoing countdown. Wow, how cool. What a cool idea. 
what it does, like I, I'll watch the show and break it down. And then we talk about what's going on in the show and then behind the scenes stuff we can find. And kind of, it's like for monkey by monkeys, fanatics for monkeys, fanatics, essentially. And it's a, uh, it's actually, it's a lot of fun to do every week, my cousin. I'll bet it is. I'll bet it is. <laughs> has anything emerged as your favorite moment? Ooh, that's tricky. Okay, well, don't answer it. I know how hard those are. Just don't, <laughs> you know. The, actually, I have one question. It might be an unanswerable question. Okay. But in one of the episodes, alias Mickey Dolan's, uh -huh. that matters, you guys, you're playing like a bomb experts or demolition experts. And of right before you, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> and right before you plunge the thing down, you say, "This one's for you, Dale." And we're always wondering if you would remember who Dale was when you said that. <laughs> but, well, let's see. I had a dog named <laughs> Dale, but I think this may have predated her. I had, yeah. my two dogs are Roy and Dale. Oh, okay. You know, your typical kind of arch. Yeah. <laughs> joke, but. Um, no, you, this one's for you, Dale. Gosh, I don't know if that. Yeah, I figured. One of those weird off-the-cuff things that you say when you're high. And <laughs> I was I was high a lot more than like right now. I'm not, but that's oh. only because they won't let me anymore. <laughs> oh really? I, I I had one right here just in case you you burned one up. I was like, oh, time to go with Mike. But well, is it legal where you are? Yep, yep, up in Canada. It's oh, all not, good to go. Yeah. I'll have a joint with you if you're if you're looking to smoke. For sure. Yeah, let's do it. And now that it's legal, we're all having the time of our life. I mean, come on. Why wouldn't you do this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I was lucky enough to catch you and Mickey in Toronto. Uh -huh. The Mike and Mickey show. And I just want to say it was so fantastic. Your voice was so strong and uh -huh. amazing. It was it was such a treat because we had never seen you live. We'd seen the other guys a couple times. Yeah. But yeah. uh when you were there playing and singing it was it was like a perfect I have to say many moments I just teared up. I couldn't believe it was actually Oh that's fantastic. Well you are you're uh, you are one of those who actually can listen to me sing. <laughs> Most people can't stand it. I'm one of them. So <laughs> I have to kind of back off. But you know what we're doing right now? This is my concept of uh, convalescence and reconnoiter and all, not reconnoiter, what's the other one? Uh, whatever the word is for laying back and smoking a joint with a friend. Um, I, it's, it's one of my most uh, enjoyable things. But nobody in my coterie will do it with me. I have one guy, but everybody hates him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I can't have him come over and say, he's stealing from you. And I say, I don't care. Everybody's stealing from me. What do I care? This God gave it to me. Now I give it to whoever will take it. <laughs> if you ever need another friend from Canada, I'll... Uh, well, come on down, Paco. Come on down. Are, is Paco your nickname? Yeah, it's, uh, it's how you say my last name. And then that just kind of became my name, probably the, the hat, the glasses, the mustache. I look more like a Paco than a Chris. You do, and it's and, and it's a cool look. Don't lose it. <laughs> thank you. Thank just you. exactly right. You've got your little soul patch. Mine just went boom, like that. And uh, I, this was the soul patch until it went yeah. like It took the, over. <laughs> yeah. And um, But I can't get anybody to go out. I said to my uh, girlfriend the other day, I said, let's just go take a walk and smoke a joint and just let the sun light in and just see where we are. Cause we're out here by the ocean. 
and uh, and just you know and, and enjoy the thing. And she said, "No, because you'll die." <laughs> Don't jump, you'll die. Yes, I know. That's why I'm jumping. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm not in the slightest bit suicidal. I have a great time being what we call alive. But <clears throat> I do love hanging out and uh, with you guys on these meetings yeah. and so forth. Yeah, thanks a lot for doing these. This is uh, really amazing. I know it probably takes up a lot of your time and meeting all these different people who are. Well, it does. Uh, you head. know, it's it's. A, I, I look at it as a. I was about to say investment, but that's too cold. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a gift that you and I can give each other. See, I don't get to meet you. Mm -hmm. You don't get to meet me. We have this barrier between us, which is this line between us on the plate here. And then it dawned on me. I guess it was. Melody that sort of had the idea, which is, why don't you do this and this and this? And I thought, yeah, we could do that. So that's that's where it started months ago, and I just loved it. I've met so many interesting people. I just got off the um, got off a meet and greet with um, what was her name? Dozier. Tony uh, Dozier. Tony Dozier, and she's an instructress at a school for the deaf. Oh, really? What a conversation! I was saying, okay, tell me some deaf jokes. I want to know what deaf people tell each other to make us laugh. And she did. I mean, I can oh, really? you, but they're not that funny. I mean, they were just, they were deaf jokes. Come on. But one of them, she actually laughed at uh, the bartender who uh, everybody in the bar noticed had sort of gone, oh. And they looked up and there was about eight or 12 people coming in the door and they said, what's, what's the matter? And he said, oh God, they're in here again. Why does that upset you? Said, oh, they're from the deaf school next door, and it won't be long before they'll start singing. Which <laughs> 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 I thought was hilarious, but I'm the only one that laughs at it because they think it's cruel. They think I'm making fun of a hearing impairment. I'm not. I'm making fun of the joke. <laughs> well, I laugh too, so I guess I'm in the same boat with you. Oh yeah, we're we're birds of a feather. I knew when I saw the hat and I saw yeah. the glasses uh, thing. Ah, oh, this is one of my people. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. You know, where are you, uh, Chris? You in Canada? Yeah, I'm in Canada. I'm in a place called Welland, which is by Niagara Falls. No, so, nice. I, yeah. I had some friends up in Canada. I say had because I haven't talked to them in really a long time. And I said, I want to come see you, Sean. I I, uh, I just love to get up there. He said, well, it's very provincial up here. Uh, what do you mean? He said, well, if you come, if you come in by car and you're coming through the gate, make no mention of marijuana. Don't even refer to it like you even know what it is. It's a weed. Don't say it. No, oh, that's dire. I don't want to do that. And sure enough, I got up there and the son of a bitch just busted me. They really? put me in jail, but they said, what is this? I said, well, you know very well. <laughs> it's a joint. I've been smoking it all the way up here. And they said, well, do you know that it's illegal in Canada? I said, you know, I did not know that. But now that I know, how's that? No more dope. I don't have any more dope. Search the car. Which wasn't exactly true. Because as we drove away, I thought, well, that was pretty close. I'm glad nobody busted us. I looked at my uh, wife at the time, and she was white as a sheet, just <laughs> like this. And I said, Catherine, what's wrong? And she says, I'm holding. 
Jesus Christ, we're going through the border. What do you mean you're holding? How much are you holding? She said, two joints. That's two joints is life imprisonment in Toronto. What are you nuts? <laughs> and we went on and on and on. But I kind of learned from that way. And the guy who I went to visit, he, he said, well, it looks like you got through okay. I said, no. And that thing stayed on my record for about 15 years. And I really? just got a letter from the Canadian Senate saying, <laughs> okay, you're in. Yeah. Trust you. We know you're being funny. <laughs> How are you going to fight that? Sure <laughs> so how is it down there in California for you? I know it's, stuff has <clears throat> it's full of the coronavirus. That's what it is. Nobody can go out. If I walk out the front door, everybody starts screaming at me. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you doing? You're going to die. Like, I was just going to get the paper. You know, <laughs> No, no, it's a, it's a it's a wholesale panic down here. Yeah, wholesale yep. panic. Yeah, it's not good. Jeez, but <clears throat> I'm healthy. Yep. That, can you hear that knock? There you. Yep. Hear. Yeah, I knocked oh, you. Up, I it up. Oh, there it is. Um, one one question I had actually, if you have if we have the time, or if you got to keep going, I understand. Oh, my time is your time. That's why I called. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, I just recently I, I bought um, Infinite Tuesday and I read it, and then I also got the audio book of it. Oh, thank you. So I heard that. That was fantastic. The audio book was fantastic. Oh, oh and, there you and, go. That was yeah. Infinite Tuesday as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean an audio book of that. Well, what do you? <laughs> Sure. And what, one question I had is like, uh, for you looking back on, on your life and, and legacy or whatever, like, is it hard to grasp that you were like not only a witness of these moments in pop culture or just history people talk about, but you were like front row in the middle of it? Is it weird to think of it that way? Like you knew John Lennon and you were there for a day in the life and all that kind of stuff. Is that an interesting thing? Because so many people are like, man, I saw Hendrix once, and that's their biggest brag. But it's like, you knew Hendrix, and you know what I mean? <laughs> that kind of a situation. You hung out. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, no, I take the point of your question, and I think it's a salient question, and it's a good one. And I'm, uh, I'm happy to answer it. it. It is my consortium, consorting with uh, the movie stars and record stars and so forth of my era. Uh, was one of the great benefits, one of the great blessings. I mean, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get into name dropping because I'll break everything, but <clears throat> some of the great players, and uh, as, I, <clears throat> as I was come, I would come to find out, not the great thinkers, but <laughs> nonetheless, great players. And I loved hanging out with him, and it was all your, uh, the, the, focus of my time was London in the 60s. No, it wasn't in the 60s. It was in the 70s. And it was a um, it was a wonderful time in London. I wrote about it in the book. You yeah. know, you, I, I just felt like I fell into a tub of butter. And it was such a wonderful experience. And, and meeting the people who were doing the stuff wasn't near as impressive to me as actually hanging out with them, eating with them, playing with them. Uh, I, I tell the story around, I think it was in the book, uh, about uh, when Lennon showed up late for a dinner, and <clears throat> there was a, it was sort of the rock cognoscenti and power guys of the time. They were, we were all at the table, 
and everybody was looking at that table because we were all very famous and, and uh, so forth. Lennon comes barging in the door late, and he's got one of those um, um, cassette recorders, size of a lunchbox, you know, it's got a handle at the top and the click, click, click. And he, and he said, I'm sorry I'm late, but I got hung at this club called the Pivot, far out. And he said, there's a guy playing there. You've got to hear this. It's completely new music from the other side of the planet. So <clears throat> we gathered around the table and he set this box in the middle of it and clicked start. <clears throat> and I think, this is where it gets a little fuzzy for me, I think he was playing Foxy Lady. And so it was boom, 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 Foxy, boom, boom, boom. And I thought, holy shit, who is that? And uh, Lynn says, a guy named Jimi Hendrix. Remember his name? Boy, I sure did. And <clears throat> the, the beats after the story, and it's much more funny for late night television, where it's not even funny for that, but was <clears throat> we all sort of make our way out. And uh, Nick, uh, who is back at the hotel now, he said, I wish you had been with me earlier tonight. I went to a club called blah, 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 and I saw this guy called Jimmy Andy. I said, don't say another word. <laughs> Lennon just showed up with him at the Italian restaurant we went to uh, with his tape that he took from, I guess, the performance you saw. I said, oh, yeah. And he said, I've never heard anything like that. I said, God, we've we got to do something. He said, oh, I did. I invited him to open the shows for us. <laughs> I said, well, all right, God love you. We are a, a fraternity because I've never heard anything like it. He said, well, you hear it live. And no, no. so time passes. He shows up at the first date in Jacksonville, Florida, something like that. He shows up there. It's a whole bunch of backstory around story around the plane, around the motel, because we would take over the whole hotel. And all that's there all kind of. Mm, they're not particularly interesting other than just for the uh, low-level gossip that's involved. Did you know that? None of that stuff. That, none of that stuff is interesting, but where it gets really interesting is where you're sitting on a bed next to uh, a functioning star, a functioning sidereal phenomenon, and you're looking at it thinking, holy crap, this is it. I can't do that, and yet he can. He's got to have some connection I don't have. And sure enough, it was true. And I <clears throat> got to know him better and better. And at one point, I said to him, Jimmy, I don't mean this to be impertinent. I've listened to you play it now for a few nights. I I'm blown away by it. Do you think you could teach me the lick for uh, Purple Haze? Silence. Staring. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, I can show it to you. <laughs> I knew I was in trouble. I said, <clears throat> well, I don't play that well. He said, well, I don't play well. Play this, dee 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 dee, da 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 da. Uh, it doesn't quite sound like it. I said, was that the lick? He said, yeah. It got a little bit of smear in it. Uh, oh, that is the lick. And then he played it again a couple of times. He said, but that's really all there is to it. I said, all there is to it, I can't do that with my entire biomass working. I, I'm 
this is, uh, this is uh, celestial. What the hell is this? And so <clears throat> from there, my relationship with him expanded. His with me sort of shrank. And I wished that he had been more into my uh, coterie. He was, he was a pretty good friend of Peter's and I think Mick's. But <clears throat> for me, it, it was a, as if the clouds had opened up and some creature had stepped out from a plant or planet I never heard of playing this music I'd only dreamed of. And that sort of thing didn't ever really make it into the book. See, the way I just told it to you, you've got all the beats and those singing and so forth. You can sort of be there with me. Yeah. And, uh, and there's <clears throat> there's other little things that which I can write in a book, like long hallway and down in front of each door is a uniformed armed police officer. And there's like there are in these hotels, but maybe 18, 20 of these rooms. So I look all the way down to the opening door, the indoor fire escape door, and all the police standing there like that, and they're all kind of nonplussed or whatever it is police get when they're having to guard this shit. And <clears throat> click, click, boom, the doors open, and there stands Noel, Jimmy, and Mitch in full-on 60s regalia. Oh, Jimmy's hair is out to here, and it's been out to there for some time. You can see the top of his forehead, a little bit of his nose, poof, the rest of it's Jimi Hendrix hair. And Mitch and Noel are the same thing, except they're, they are in a finery from Henry VIII, or is it King, uh, one of the King, King Thirteen, one of those guys <laughs> where they all used to dress in, in velvet pantaloons. And I'm looking at this, and I'm seeing this is a this is a whole other world, a whole other planet. I don't know. I don't know how somebody thinks up to wear clothes like that and to play music like that. I understood the music from my blues roots, but he had been out playing with Little Richard in the Chitlin circuit. Yeah. Let me just say that again. He had just come back from playing with Little Richard in the Chitlin circuit. He was at Little Richard's side man. Yeah, that's so Jimmy crazy. Jimi Hendrix, wonderful, wonderful piece, <laughs> piece of business. You're the only one I've ever told it to, you know, eyes to eyes. But that was the stuff. That was the stuff for me. And it's what I remember to this day. And I enjoy telling it to you. And I suppose there are all the time when I can't see, hear, talk, wing, or pee. And it, 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 will, it, it will just take over my whole life. Because it takes it over now. I can't play like Hendrix. I'll never play like Jimi Hendrix. God yes. damn it. And I'll, and <clears throat> but I'll forever understand Hendrix because of him, <laughs> because of what he gave me. No so, doubt. No doubt. Cool. There's, there's a picture of, it's you sitting on a bed. I think Peter's there and Hendrix is there. And there's a woman, like a girl sitting behind all of you, looking at the camera, smiling. And I'm always like, does that girl know where she is, like, oh, that moment she's not. in. No, guarantee <laughs> she, was a, she was cutesy, and <clears throat> I think she probably wandered off to a bedroom with somebody, but uh, uh, there were four or five you couldn't, the camera couldn't see. Yeah, no the, doubt, yeah, yeah. The camera. And everybody was just watching Jimmy Noodle. <laughs> it was like, the hell? These are the sounds from Mars. You, you just can't 
imagine that happening. No doubt. I think and I wonder that maybe in the acoustic days when everything was a symphony orchestra or wasn't, that there must have been virtuosos like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think Jimmy was beyond virtuoso. I think he was miraculous. And that it was one of the parts of the universe where the curtains parted and said, take a look at this. Put these on your wedding cake. Try this in the car. Listen to this when you're trying to fall asleep. Wake up. Blah, blah. And all these, this, this, this parade of royalty starts to come out. And you recognize them. Is that Eric Clapton? Holy shit. Is that? And you start to see these people deep in the roots of where their uh, background is. And it's not anything you can pick up from a record. Nothing. You can't pick it up from a concert. Nothing. Yeah. First time I saw Jimmy play, I was standing there behind stage. And uh, it might have been chikoom, boom. But I don't know what it was. It was one of those, you know, uh, a combination of a, a 38 and an atomic bomb. <coughs> and he starts that up and he's standing in front of three Marshall stacks. <clears throat> For some, I was all that. And he looks like this doll. And, and he's in front of a, an entire crowd of 10 to 12,000, 14 year old girls. Yeah. We want baby. We want baby. I was shrinking smaller and smaller. Not because I was embarrassed for Davy. Davy can kick ass. I, he just, I, I just oh, couldn't yeah. imagine Hendrix having to stand up there and listen to that while Hendrix is playing the music of the stars. And, <clears throat> but it had gone by him. Yeah. He never saw, he was so, I guess, I hear me speculating, I think he was so absorbed in his music. Yeah, but <clears throat> Miles has a phrase he uses when he's talking about somebody he respects a lot, being full of music, or that guy is music. He said, and he used that with with Hendrix, as I recall, or something like that. Yeah, it's only approbation that I ever heard of, and I heard it from somebody who saw him a lot, and that was the way I felt about it. This is cosmic. Yeah, they don't come along much. Uh, they came along, you know, first time you saw Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Okay, cosmic. Yeah. And when the stars part like that and say, you know, you're just looking at the night sky. But one day you're going to look at this. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, where does it stop? <laughs> and then, the, then the answer is, it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> first touch of infinity, you know, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I always wondered about like someone, some older brother who brought like their young sister to the monkey show and saw Hendrix open and just went to his friends at high school the next day. I was like, that monkey show blew my mind. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I, that doesn't dawn on me because I didn't go to high school really. Or if I did, I didn't do anything like that. Yeah. But yeah, that was, <clears throat> that was just miraculous. Yeah. It was no, just for sure. miraculous. Well, <clears throat> It was kind of all like that. But then, you know, as time went on, the TV shows, and I began to realize you're at a time in a landscape where this has never existed before and it can exist now. You got to get rid of the cowards. You got to get rid of the squeamish. But they will self-edit. 
they'll go away at a certain point. If you stay true to the muse, she will guide you. And she will say, mm, I don't drink that. She will say, mm, don't smoke that. Mm, don't talk to him. Very, very, you know, I don't know what you would call that, but, you know, you opinionated. <laughs> but there were certain people which just weren't okay. Yeah. Just weren't okay. And I won't tell you who they are because that would be breaching uh, yeah. of faith. But <clears throat> there was something about all of that going on at the same time. Oh, God, this, this metaphor is so homely. But it's that moment where you open the refrigerator that's just been restocked by your partner and you realize, I have all this food. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great metaphor, actually. That, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. The big double door refrigerator, you go, is that orange juice? Wait a minute. What? <laughs> and suddenly you go, going going. chocked with stuff. Well, Paco, I want to give you something. It's uh, your copy of The Prison. Yes. Thank it, you so much. And I want to sign it so it's uh, personalized to you. Which means I'm going to sign it with a black pen on the cover. Perfect. So this is the this is the book that has come out of the uh, box, and this is the box that it came out of. Nice. I'll send this to you, and then <clears throat> what I thought I would do is just sign it on the on the front cover, like a perfect like literature, which it is not, but <laughs> and it'll be uh, for Paco, uh, all best, Michael Nesnik. Great. Down the yeah. side here. Will that be fine? That'd be fantastic. Thank you. All right. I'm going to do this now. We're running out of time. Well, yeah, no, look, I... that's a bogus statement. Anytime <laughs> anybody says it, well, I'm sorry I'm out of time. It's like, you know, <laughs> actually, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate this whole thing, Mike. And uh, if I may call you Nez, I. Uh, well, uh, yes, it's, I it's a wide open door. Come right up here. <laughs> One thing I w I'm just uh, going to question for our podcast, is there any way I could use this audio for it? Or Yes, I, I, I hereby vest you with the rights to do it. <laughs> Thank you very much. This as a, I've read so much about the prison, and just to actually see it there is just like, oh, my God, there it is. <laughs> well, that's exciting. That's exciting. These, uh, these artworks were done by, by kids in a, in a grade school. Oh, man, that's amazing. It is so amazing. I didn't, I couldn't believe what I was looking at when I finally got it. Wow. So I'm going to leave the cover unadorned because yep. without being too crappy about it, they're more valuable when they are unadorned. This is okay. <laughs> but this is being the main cover, generally not. Anyway, here it comes to you. Thank you so people. much. Now, I have, a, I have a picture I can send to you, especially since... We're brother dopers, um, <clears throat> which is this. I'm going to get this. And oh, I'd, amazing. I'd like to autograph. Thank you. That for you if, if you'd like it. I know. I you. would. I'm going awesome. yeah. <laughs> to write, for Paco, smoke them if you got them. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. <laughs> awesome. What are we, brother vipers? I think we are. Yes, I'd say. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. That's amazing. It's, it's me when I was uh, <clears throat> completely lit. I think I'm think I'm maybe 19 here, something like that. Oh, wow. And, as I say, completely lit. All right. 
Can somebody send this off to Paco in Canada? Yes. Thank you. Good. I, uh, I'm now out of time, sir. I, I, um, I appreciate all the time you gave me. Man. Listen, I, I can't I really tell you how much I enjoy this, and I'm so glad to get to do it. I hope next time I'm up that way, you'll make contact with my team. Oh. Say, you can, it, can, his nail's got a few minutes, and you can come back to the dressing room, and introduce you to everybody that I'm working with, and smoke a joint. <clears throat> That'd be fantastic. I definitely will. I will take you up on that. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, it's, All a right. standing, it's a standing offer. Any one of my assistants will come to you if, if you just call in and uh, ask and use your Chris Paco, Chris Paco in uh, yep. your ID. Okay. I will. Never lose that hat. <laughs> I never will. Okay. All right, my friend. So long. Have a good See you day. Later. Have a great <laughs> night, man. Yeah. Great talking to you. Thank you. Hey, Monkeys fans. With everything going on with social distancing, Podcast Valley Sunday will be on every two weeks. We hope you're staying safe. We hope you're staying at home. And we hope that you're listening to the Monkeys and obviously Podcast Valley Sunday. You can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. And please, rate us and leave a message. We'd love to hear from you. But, as always, be gentle with us. We're very sensitive.